The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's the Ringer's Philly Special presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page, plus start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Ringers Philly special. Shiel Kapadia trying to build up the energy, the, the knots in my stomach over the past hour. We are recording this about 15 minutes after the Phillies beat the San Diego Padres game one of the NLCS. My guest, Brad Rutter, you know him as the Jeopardy Goat. You know him from the chase on ABC. You know him as diehard, uh, maybe slightly deranged Philadelphia sports <laughs> fan. Oh my goodness. I, 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 I'm glad they're not in the playoffs every year. I mean, I'm already bald. I'm already gray. If it hadn't <laughs> been 11 years, who know what I, who knows what I would look at, look like at this point, Brad Rutter, how are we feeling? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good shield, but I got to say, I went to pee after the game before we started talking here and I did notice a few more gray hairs in the beard. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you. They can't do this every year. Oh my goodness. What a game. I mean, now that it's over, we can say a classic, an awesome game, a fantastic game, one that we will remember. We just have to start in the bottom of the ninth. I mean, I have to know what was going on at the Rudder household. So they take out Wheeler. After seven, they bring in Sir Anthony. So thank, first, let's just say thank you, Sir Anthony. Thank yes. you for giving us stress-free, just a nice eighth inning. Never a doubt. I mean, the confidence I have in that guy, it, it, it's so rare when a reliever comes in in a playoff game and you're just like, this is beautiful with him. That's how I felt, and he delivered once again. Yeah, and uh, he was unhittable, uh, doing the same thing he's been doing for the whole playoffs. I was just uh, I was glad Wheeler got through seven because I'm like, OK, we don't have to deal with Eflin in the ninth. Yes. You know, I, I, I had supreme confidence in Alvarado as well. And uh, until you 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 cannot walk pro far there, you just oh you, you cannot do it. 
And that's when I started to freak out. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I started, I honestly, once they started showing Wheeler shaking hands in the dugout, I just, the knot in the stomach started just like, all right, the next six outs are going to be a grind. My confidence rankings, I have like Sir Anthony on one level right now, you know, probably sounds crazy based on the guy coming back uh, from injury, but just the way he's pitched recently, I had him on one level. Then I have Alvarado too. And I was with you. I was like, I do not want to see Eflin in this game, please. My body, my heart will not be able to handle it. But Alvarado to me, isn't quite there on the uh, Sir Anthony level. It's not rational. This is just what happens when you watch a baseball team in September. Like Eflin's been good. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> reason why she would why we should be really dreading him coming in uh if you look at the numbers or have watched him pitched in the past couple weeks you, you feel how you feel you can't change how you feel w- with these playoff games so yeah let's get nola grounds out to start all right one out you're feeling good sir anthony got three alvarado gets one and then he's you painting the quarters he's looking oh, great he's looking good and then Profar. i mean he gets down 3-0 and you're, oh, no, no, make him hit the ball. Do not walk, walk him and bring the tying run to the plate. He throws one well, strike and then he walks him on five pitches. And especially because it's Soto and Machado oh, coming God. up next. Like, uh, you know, th- that's the thing. Well, you saw it with Schwarber today. Like, uh, neither of those guys have been tearing it up in the playoffs, but like, they're the kind of players who can turn it on, like at whatever yes. point they, they can, and they will kill you. And well, I I texted you uh, yesterday, I think that I was a little bit afraid of the Padres and I'll tell you why. Um, And they actually uh, gave us some of these stats during the game. Uh, Grisham, three home runs in the playoffs. Uh, Let's see. What what else do we got? Uh, Austin Nola, 900 OPS in the playoffs. (laughs) Cronenworth hit 430 in the Dodgers series. Like that's what you need. You need those kind of guys just tearing it up. And uh, I felt like the Padres, like, oh, th- th- this ain't good because they have the the Cody Ross types doing it. I love which, it. At, and then, you, like, when you add Soto and Machado, who could kill you at any time, I was a little afraid. But uh, Wheeler was fantastic again, and uh, n- nobody can hit him if he's pitching like that. And uh, if if no if uh, Nola gives us anything like he's been giving us, uh, like. It, and we all already have the home field advantage back. Game one is yeah. huge on the road, not quite as big as a five game series. But like, if the, the now all the pressures on the Padres, if they don't win tomorrow, they might not get back to San Diego. They probably won't. That's why you're the best. You're my favorite kind of uh, Philadelphia sports fan. You had already identified who you were going to hate like Cody Ross before game <laughs> one even started. You're like, all right, who are my options? Who in 10 years, who's going to be the guy I still remember and want to be like, screw that guy. Well, yeah, it's it's usually not the stars, but I got to admit yeah. that Soto was getting on my nerves. Yes. Like, was he doing that crap with the Nationals? I don't remember that. I don't remember that. I don't know. But yeah, I, I'm with you. Soto and Machado, I don't care. I don't even need to see what their playoff numbers are. I'm still going to be terrified uh, every yeah. at bat they come up. So after pro four walks, then, I mean, this just felt like, I think we mentioned it the last pod we did, like when there's a moment where things go badly for your team in the playoffs, you're just so sure in your head that that's the beginning of the snowball effect. And it's going to lead to a horrible memory that is going to be imprinted in your brain for years to come. And that's what it felt like grounder to bomb at third, yeah, Soto hits the double play ball. Oh like my it's, gosh, okay, you can't believe it. You, you can't, can't believe it. <laughs> now, oh my God, he hit the double play ball. He's going to get out of it. Oh, 
<laughs> oh my god who now who would we have let, let let's because me and you are sort of demented like this let's say they go on to lose that game are we crushing bomb boom are we crushing Stott? are we crushing topper for not having sosa out there like because i i mean i thought it was a tough play it felt like smoltz was blaming Stott more than Bohm on that play. I, I can't say I've rewatched it 10 times. I can't say I will rewatch it uh, 10 <laughs> times, but do you have a, like, did you have a sense? Like, who were you yelling at there? Were you just like, you know, this is horrible. It, uh, my thought was I knew the defense was going to kill him at some point. Okay. Um, and th- that's the thing. Like you mentioned, there was plenty of blame to go around. So that, that, I guess that would have been the bright side is that there wasn't one guy to blame. Yeah. Uh, everybody would have had to take a, a bite of the crap sandwich as they say. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, so it was, I, I actually, uh, I, yeah. I wrote down in my notes game over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was sure it was over. I mean, Machado comes up two on and you mentioned it. It's, it's not like he's been on fire, but the guy is terrifying. And you just, yeah, I wish like, like you could have been, I, I would have put an insane amount of money on this is going to be a three run home run. I don't care what the actual odds would have been at that time, but they get him to fly out to right. And then Josh Bell, they strike, you know, Alvaro, credit to Alvarado. I mean, you know, relievers we've seen, it's tough when your defense doesn't hold up in a spot like that. So, some guys just fall apart. I love how, how that guy's wired or how we've yeah, learned about you. how he's wired recently. You know, him going in and saying, I'm ready to pitch every game. I love him on the celebrations. He seems, uh, he seems tough. So came up in a huge spot. I mean, the end of that game. Honestly, like I couldn't even uh, celebrate. I was just like, you take a deep breath and you're just like, are all the parts in my body still functioning after kind of what I just went through? Yeah, uh, I I actually have a Fitbit. So I can tell you (laughs) right now, hold on, I'm looking here, that my my heart rate is still... (laughs) Oh, it's it's back down to 69. I've calmed you down. Yeah, it did get up to uh, in the 90s there for probably about 20 minutes. It's it's different than any other sport like that. I mean, those moments just, uh, yeah, the heart, the knot in the stomach, the heart racing, all of those things. Now, how did you feel at the time about Wheeler being pulled after the seventh inning? I would have left him in, but I didn't hate it. And then I saw later that uh, in the first inning, he was throwing his fastball at 97, 98. And then by the time they pulled him, it was down to 94, 95. And he had been uh, hit hard a couple times. Yes. Um, even though it did, the Padres didn't get anything from it. And then I saw in after the game, they interviewed him and uh, he, they said he talked, he said he talked to Topper and he was fine with it. So uh, I'm fine with it too. Uh, but uh, I, I, I'm old school enough that I probably would have left him in at least until somebody got on base. That, Especially that, with, with a, yeah. And I think with a three run lead, they probably would have. And I, I would have been okay with that with a two run lead too. Just, uh, you know, the tying run at the point, then you can bring the bullpen in. I'm the same way, just the, the, you know, I always talk about like the football coaches, who's using the data and who's not with baseball. I'm just like, if the starter's rolling and you think he has another inning, yeah, go ahead. And, and my, my body key always tells me like leans towards just leave him in for another, leave him in for another. Let's see how he looks. But I had the same process as you. I mean, when they're taking him out, I'm kind of flipping out here going, wait a minute. Why? We don't need to do this yet. At least let him start the eighth. Let's see how he looks. And then make, yeah, I think he had like, it was, was it 83 pitches? Like that's uh that's not getting into when you have to pull him. We're not even close. 
Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. It was, let me see. I got it right here. He had pitched, yeah, 80, 83 pitches, uh, seven innings. I mean, he had allowed, what, two base runners. He had the walk and the hit there. And so I was like, just give him one more and let's see what happens. But then I saw the same stuff you did. You know, the data's coming out. And it's like, oh, yeah, he was losing some velocity there. He seemed to be okay with it. So uh, so Philly Rob Topper uh, comes through in a big spot and it worked out for him there. But I think we need to talk more about Wheeler. I mean, that's like an all-time performance. I looked this up. Yeah, right? I Go I ahead. wrote down I wrote down Halliday esque. That's, that's the last time I saw anything like that. Unbelievable, and, and that's true. I looked up. Here are the Phillies pitchers who have thrown a playoff game seven innings or more of shutout baseball. Halliday, like you said, Hamels, Lee, Carlton, Schilling, and Pedro. Like that's the company he's in, uh, in terms of Philly history after that performance. I mean, he was phenomenal in this game, uh, seven innings pitched one hit, eight strikeouts, one walk, no earned runs. And it didn't exactly start that way. That first inning, you know, I'm going, wait, he already threw 24 pitches in the first (laughs) inning. I'm like, no, 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 no. This isn't supposed to be a bullpen game. The next five innings, he throws just 47 pitches and just two base runners. Like it was mostly stress-free. I mean, they hit a a couple balls hard, but it wasn't like he's getting out of jams or you're getting lucky. I mean, he was just absolutely on it the entire time. Yeah. I feel like both pitchers were just a little too jacked up in the first inning. And I think, yeah, like, uh, and then Darvish just stopped throwing his fastball, which was probably the right move. And then uh, in the second inning, Wheeler just settled in. And I, I do feel like they were pitching around Soto, at least the like, because uh, he got to, to 3-0 the second time he was up. Um, so, you know, I guess they, they're probably a little more afraid of Soto than Machado, uh, which I guess probably would make sense, like considering how both of them have been recently, but uh, I thought that was a little interesting. You know, he was going right at everybody else, but they, uh, it was clear he was pitching around Soto, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. His first at bat was a, a four pitch walk. To Soto, where you're like, ooh, that, you know, that's kind of weird. Let's let's not hope. Yeah. Let's hope it's not. And none be of one them of were particularly games. close, if no. I remember correctly. No, yeah, I agree. I don't think any of them were on the corner or anything like that. So, I mean, that was really like the Padres' best chance of scoring on him was that that first inning when Machado comes up uh, and, and Soto is on first base. Machado hit one hard. Uh, he hit one 375 feet with a 101 mile per hour exit velocity. But, uh, you know, that that was about it. So uh, just a, a ridiculous performance. You know, maybe you get him, you do get him one more time if the series goes that long here. And he's just been outstanding so far in the playoffs. I thought he had a battle with Machado in the seventh inning where you were just like, all right, you know, he's kind of nearing the end of the road here. Is he going to be able to get him? And he got him there uh, as well. So 83 pitches through seven. I think Smoltz said at one point that he had 80% uh, first pitch strikes, which I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's an adjustment or not thinking, all right, the Padres look like they're really going to be patient. Let's not waste these early pitches. But uh, it felt that way watching, you know, it wasn't like a lot of counts where it's 2-0-3-0. He was kind of going after them. Yeah, actually, you know, now that you mentioned that, that could explain the first inning too, because much like the Phillies up till this point, the Padres have been really aggressive going after the first pitch. And, uh, you know, so maybe a little more careful there, but what it was clear they were taking, uh, then maybe you make that adjustment and start throwing the first pitch strike. Interesting. Then the only, not a lot of fireworks for the Phillies uh, bats, but hey, there were, there were two of them. Top of the fourth inning, 
Bryce Harper, opposite way to left field. Did you? I was like, is that a towering fly ball or is that a home run? I mean, it only went to the first <laughs> row, but I mean, were you, what were you thinking as you saw him hit that? Well, I think the Fox mics are weird because like, yeah. remember in, in Atlanta, like everything sounded like a, like a pop-up to the to short left field and then yes. it would just keep going. And I think it's kind of the opposite here. Like everything sounds like an upper deck home run <laughs> in San Diego. Um, so I thought it had a chance. Uh, I, I, it didn't look like he got all of it, but, uh, I, I was like, Oh, okay. He's going back. I was a little surprised to see it go out, but especially the way he's swinging, like I'm never surprised if it goes out. In fact, uh, he hit one hard in the ninth too. Yes. And uh, I thought that was out. Uh, so, you know, uh, I think they were probably pretty similar. Like that one was on the track. Um, so yeah, like it, that's, that's huge for the Phillies too, is that, uh, Harper's as hot as he's been since he's been with the Phillies really. Yeah. And, uh, and that's absolutely huge. It's, it's like an unseen, you know, no one could have seen this coming. I mean, the way he finished the regular season and it would, you know, you just sit in the back of your mind, you kind of had that hope. Well, who, who knows? He's a great player. Maybe he'll get hot. Maybe something with the body after that injury will feel a little bit differently. And honestly, he probably hasn't gotten enough credit for how hot he's been. I looked up before, yeah. before this game, uh, the last five years, and I know this is small sample, so baseball people don't get on me, but among, I think there were 184 players who had had at least 25 postseason at bats in the last five years, you know, in an individual postseason, he had the highest OPS of any of those 184 players. Wow. I mean, he is locked in even early in this game, right? His first at bat, he rips a foul and then he rips that one to Cronenworth where you're like, all right, he's still hitting the ball hard. Then his second at bat, he hits the towering home run to left field that just gets out. Uh, you mentioned it. He had another one. Uh, he hit late. Even uh, there was a third at bat, I think, where he lined one deep to the warning track, uh, 101. Yeah. Exit velocity, 353 feet. So like you're looking at right, who is going to carry this team if they go on a run here in the next two weeks. And it's just like Harper is so locked in right now. I mean, those were battles between him and Darvish, but he got the better of him. Uh, it seemed like every at bat. So it's just like, how long can he keep this going? Can it just be this two week stretch? Like you mentioned in one of his bet, he's already won the MVP as a Philly, but this really could sort of be a legacy defining two weeks for a guy who's going to be a future hall of famer. Absolutely. And yeah, that's, uh, you know, in hockey, they always say uh, your best players should be your best players in the playoffs. That's what, that's what it takes to win the cup. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's as true in baseball, but it sure can't hurt. Yeah, and, it's, and that was the case with this game. I mean, I just I was looking at my notes afterwards, and I'm like, all right, three, three guys before uh, you know the relievers came in, but it was really Wheeler, it was Harper, and then Schwarber, finally. Yeah. The Ringers Philly special never gave up on you, Schwarber. We knew you were <laughs> going to have your moment. Uh, you're, he's too good. 46 homers in the regular season was, what, one for 20 coming into uh, this game, I, I believe? I think that's right, yeah. In the playoffs, and then the sixth inning, and man, did did they need that? I mean, if they were up one nothing in those final innings, for as stressful as it already <laughs> yeah, was, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Oh I'd be gosh. at the hospital. I would have been texting you. No response. Sorry, right. I guess Brad's <laughs> not uh, joining me today. But yeah, sixth inning, uh, it kind of I, I was getting those Matt Stairs memories, you know, just our oh yeah, California ballpark. I know it's not the same one, but just the way he crushed that bad boy, four hundred and eighty-eight feet. They said. Longest home run of his career, I, th I think they said, right? I yes. During the broadcast? Longest home run in Petco history. That place has been oh. over 20 years. Wow. It was the fourth hardest hit ball this season uh, in terms of exit velocity of, <laughs> of, 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 of the whole season. And I think 
they said, uh, I don't have this, uh, but I don't have, I didn't write this down, but I think they said it was the longest home run in playoff history. I thought so too. Yeah, they, they had, you know what? They had a graphic up and the superlatives were so wild that I couldn't tell. Yeah, uh, like, that I always didn't believe it. Like, <laughs> yeah, wait, that, that's got, that can't be right. <laughs> I'm like, are they filtering by team? Like, is this Phillies? Is this Schwarper? Is this all time? So yeah, you know what? Uh, bad job by me as a podcast host, not nailing that down, but he hit the hell out of the ball, baby. 488 yeah. feet, 120 mile per hour exit velocity. Bright. How about Bryce Harper's face? on that. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. fantastic. Uh and uh yeah, they, and they showed the bullpen too and yes. guys were making the same face. Uh so you know that, you know that got hit hard when everybody is just mouth agape. It's it's such a great sign. You know, you again, I we thought all right, it's coming, it's coming, but when is it going to come? Game 1? Yes. All right. Let's let's go now. Go yeah, on. It a came tear. right when they needed it because 100%. that was uh, you know that was all the offense they had was uh, smoking hot Harper and Schwarber finally busting through. It's so true. I mean, if he would have like hit, if his one homer would have been in one of those games uh, last weekend where you didn't really need it or something, you would have been like, all right, that's cool, uh, good sign. But for it to come against uh, Darvish in such a tight game, a pitcher's duel. That's awesome. He drew a walk in the first inning. He ripped a single in the second inning, like much better at bats than we've seen from him so far in the playoffs. So I know that this changes game to game, but now your head's going, oh, if, if, Schwar- if Schwarber and Harper are going to be hot and then just give me a rate, you know, then you need like the one rando uh, every game. <laughs> it can be anybody, you know, it can be Stott, it can be Boehm, it can be Hoskins, Real Muto. I don't, I don't care. But if those two guys are locked in and having at bats like they had tonight, Oh man, you you just have to feel good about their chances for the rest of the series. Yeah, and you have to feel good about their chances too, because like uh, you know, a team that doesn't have a shot, you know, we we talk about you you do the intangible stuff. Yeah, um, this feels like a team that can win it. Like they could win the World Series. Yes. Like I've I've seen enough. It's possible. <laughs> I'm not going to say they will. <laughs> Because I don't want to curse anything, I'm probably cursing it too much here now. But they have the they they have that team of destiny feel about them. They're getting the right contributions from the right people at the right times. Stars are being stars, especially the pitchers. Um, you know, uh, bullpen pitchers that you don't necessarily trust are are lights out. Uh, that's what you need. And uh, like. Two weeks ago, if you would have told me that, I would have laughed right in your face. So it, it's just an incredibly fun ride. As stressful as that ninth inning was, like that was the only stressful part of the game. Like yeah. it was pretty well in hand up to then. Uh, I was getting a little nervous when we were getting into, you know, the the fifth, sixth, nobody scored yet. Um, but uh, but we were, it was just so good that I knew the Padres weren't going to score. And uh, yeah, this it this feels like a team that could win it all. Uh, will they probably not it's they're they're the Phillies but um, yeah it, it's it's just it's been so much fun and I can't wait for the rest of the series it, it's been so fun it's wild to think about given we've said it before but how it looked like it was going there at the end of the season and now for you to make that statement and me to be like yeah there's no doubt about it they absolutely uh, can win the World Series 
It's fantastic. And you're right. I mean, it's all right. If you're going to get Wheeler and Nola four times in a seven game series, and if you're going to have Sir Anthony pitching like that, and you're going to have Alvarado, like, oh my gosh, that is a nice foundation. You know, it's not every game. Uh, we got our stress-free baseball, I feel like last weekend, you know, the, the two home games were, were relatively stress-free. It feels like this series is not going to be like that. I mean, I, I would, it just feels like every game might, might be like this one tonight. Yeah, and uh, Snell t- tomorrow is is very similar to Darvish in that uh, you, you you like he can when he's like if he's good he'll look exact pretty much exactly like Darvish does, but if he's not he'll walk guys and you can smoke him. That's the thing with Darvish is like uh, like I've never seen anybody like him in that he basically just throws hanging curveballs, yeah. <laughs> but, but puts them on like the corners. So you can't hit him. Yeah. Like, uh, so if he's even off a little bit, he'll get rocked and Snell is kind of the same way. So, you know, I'm knock on wood, uh, stress-free, maybe Snell doesn't have maybe. it tomorrow and they can, they can win eight to nothing or something like that. Um, but I'm not counting on it. I'm sure yeah. he'll be good. Yeah, they did a good job on the broadcast of showing the variance with Darvish and how just as a batter, you're just like, shoot, I have no idea what's coming. I mean, it felt like they had like eight batters in a row who were just looking at fastballs down the middle of the plate for called third strikes. And you're like, what's going on here? But, you know, as they explained, you don't know yeah. when those are coming. He's throwing some 70 mile per hour curves and then he's throwing uh, throwing the heaters down the middle of the plate. Right. And, and so yeah, and, and when, the last, when the last pitch was 70, uh, 92 looks like 102. Right. Exactly. So uh, we will see what happens. We'll get Nola on the mound against Snell. Like you mentioned, I'm trying to see my other notes here. I thought the Darvish's bloody knee was going to end up being a thing. I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> yeah, did, did they throw yeah. a Band-Aid on that? Like it was just the first <laughs> inning, but I'm like, oh God, you already said yeah, it. Like, oh, this, this is the bloody last knee game. Need. Yeah, it's going to be the bloody yeah. knee game. He's going to throw a complete <laughs> game. But uh, that that uh, that came and went there. Now your hate rankings, you mentioned you, you had some names going into it. What do what do we think? Is it you think who who's the guy who terrifies us or who's the guy we're cursing when he's up at the plate here? I mean, I'm definitely terrified of Machado. I feel like Soto could become a villain, but then then he him and uh, Real Muto were kind of having a little powwow there. I they, noticed that too. Yeah, yeah so that uh, that took a little bit of the edge off for me. Like <laughs> me uh, if, if JT likes him, he can't be he can't be that bad. Um, yeah, I, I think we don't know yet for the sports hate. It's okay. going to be like one of those down the order guys hitting a huge home run. Yeah. That's because th- that's what does it. Uh, like uh, maybe Grisham, like uh, if he if he keeps okay. going the way he, he's going. Um, yeah. Or, you know, this. How about the intrigue here? Maybe Austin Nola, Ooh, you know. Oh, all right. I like that. Uh, yeah. He's, he's got uh, the, the he's got a brother on the other team and he's uh, coming up with big hits. Um, and then uh, for some reason, like uh, I, I didn't watch a ton of the Dodgers Padres series, but every time I turned it on, Cronenworth was getting that's a huge what I was going to say. I feel like he's even his even his play in the first inning. I'm just like, yeah, All right. I was ready. I was like, this is the guy. Screw you, Cronenworth. And it's kind of fun <laughs> to say, you know, Cronenworth. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you mean, I, you mean we're going to lose to Cronenworth? Exactly. You let Cronenworth off you. What are you doing? Cronenworth. Oh my God. It is fun to say. All right. I think we settled on it there that it is going to be Cronenworth. What else did I have in my notes here? These, these dugout interviews. I mean, do we need to do this? Oh my God. Killing yeah, they, me. Like they got, they got, they got Harper, like as he was stepping down into the dugout <laughs> after the home run trot, like what's going on? <laughs> 
I don't know what's going on there. I don't know how they got that kind of access. I don't know who agreed to it. Uh, I'm usually for more access. I'm a, I'm a reporter. I'm in the media. I like access. But my gosh, I'm with you. Like he hadn't even caught his breath yet. I mean, he'd barely taken his helmet off. And then it's like, oh, I just heard you yelling, you know, to your teammates what their approach should be. I'm going, what are you doing? Yeah, why, like, why, why are you guys in the dugout right now? Yeah, um, they have guys who aren't on the roster in the clubhouse. Oh on gosh. the other team it's <laughs> wild it's wild i don't yeah i don't know if they've done maybe they've done this for 10 years and we haven't had to watch phillies the phillies in the playoffs so we haven't noticed but yeah i thought that was i feel like it is a little more intrusive than it even has been recently because i usually do watch some playoff baseball yeah. even when the phillies aren't in it you usually get the manager i mean they do the manager yeah. interview which is worthless and the but- manager and yeah and like in a little bit of a downtime like right. when you know there's been like uh six straight guys have been retired on each side. You know, it's never like right in the heat of the moment. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, Ken Rosenthal, great, uh, great reporter, great baseball reporter, but my gosh, Fox, come on. We, we, we don't, uh, we certainly do not need those. Uh, Another thing I had is every check swing just automatically not a swing. I mean, it's like, oh, have yeah. they called any of them a swing in a Phillies game? There was the one I can't even remember who was up, but it looked obvious. Smoltz thought it was a swing. And even that one, they're I saying. I think it was Machado, no actually. Okay. I, he, and uh, well, I don't even know. I don't know how they call it anymore. Me neither. Because it used to be if the bat came across the front of the plate, then it was a swing. Yeah. But apparently that's not the rule anymore. Apparently it's like the strike zone, like different umps call it different ways. Yeah. So I don't know. It's see, There's nothing you can bank on there. It's frustrating. I had a take back in the day that just any, any check swing should count as a swing. I mean, if you're kind of swinging, like we don't need someone judging it. Like you said, it's impossible. The guy, the old guy at first or third base is going to be able to 60, tell yeah, you know, what the away, angle was. Yeah. yeah, give me a break. So listen, if yeah, you try- we get mad at like uh, the guy throwing the pass interference flag from across <laughs> yeah. the field, that's not as far. Exactly. Yeah. And this, I, and again, I don't even know what the rule is or how they're judging it. So that, uh, that caught my attention as well. So All right. I think, listen, I think those were most of my notes. Did you have anything else uh, you wanted to get to here? A little more of my afraid of the Padres. Uh, Martinez has some good stuff. I don't want to see any more of him. Yeah, that was Uh, quick work. Yeah. And uh, so I didn't get to see much of the Padres bullpen, but they've been they've been lights out basically uh, in, in the playoffs. So. You know, hopefully we can knock Snell around tomorrow and uh, get uh, get those guys out of gas a little bit. Yeah, Hoskins looked bad today. Uh, Castellanos did not look good today. So uh, we're you know we're one more game. Well, to, yeah, Darvish was really good. He was. Um, he was. So yeah, I mean, I'm not freaking out about any of those guys just yet. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. Uh, in the Capadia household, we let my uh, I mentioned on the last pod that uh, my 10-year-old Naya is getting really uh, into this team. We went to the game last weekend. We let her stay up today. She made it uh, through the whole game. She was asking. She's already got the obnoxious Philly fan down. She goes, why are the fans so quiet there? They don't have the fire. I'm like, oh my God. You're, I'm, I'm like the Padres. They look like nice fans. You know, they, they're not like they're not like Mets fans. You know, you're kind of looking at that yeah. crowd and it's hard to get really riled up and be like, screw you guys. Oh. Well, here's the thing. I'll okay, tell you, you had this. Something? And it, yeah, I it, uh, <laughs> living in Southern California for 15 years as I have, um, that was their World Series in the Division Series. The Dodgers because they hate the Dodgers. Like, yeah. here's how it breaks down: is the Giants hate the Dodgers. Giants fans hate the Dodgers. Dodgers fans hate the Giants. Padres fans hate the Dodgers. 
<laughs> and then it's the Don Draper meme. I don't like, think about you at all. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So, yeah. So like uh, they were going nuts, like in the games I saw, like I, I, I watched a little bit of uh, you know, the, the clincher and uh, everybody was losing it. So yeah, it's uh, don't get me wrong. They, they've been, it's been a big drought for them too. They want to win. Padres fans are great fans, but yeah. it's, it's just not as special to them. It's uh, yeah, because they beat the Dodgers. That was their World Series. Yeah, it's hard. That that makes sense. And it's hard to. Yeah, you like look in the state, you know, when you're watching like a Phillies Mets game and they show the fans in the crowd and you're just, you know, in your head, like basically MFing everybody. Uh, you see, it's not, <laughs> it's not quite the same feeling when you're when you're watching uh, when they're showing the crowd shots in San Diego. You're like, all right, they seem like nice people who are having a good time, but I hope they lose. uh this series here. All right. Game one, a win. Brad Rudder, your good luck uh, for game one of the playoffs. I mean, if they're in the World Series, I don't know what the date would be. I'm already going to have to lock you in. You know, regardless, yeah. you might have 10 other things that are more important. I'll clear my schedule. You'll have to. Yeah, I know you're, again, you're deranged enough that I actually believe that. Like, if you had something really important, <laughs> if it was game one and you remembered that we've we've done two game ones and they've won both oh. of them. Yeah. I had I had another thing. Give it to I, me. I do want I want some credit here. Yeah. So uh, uh, in the fifth inning of Game One of uh, against Atlanta, I, I I put my Phillies hat on to go out and get my food from outside, but that had been dropped off by DoorDash. Yeah. And then the Braves scored a bunch of runs and almost came all the way back. <laughs> then in Game Two, I was wearing my Cliff Lee jersey for the whole game, and we know how that went. And I have. <laughs> I have not had any Phillies insignia on me during the game since then. So okay. I, I have to take a little That's bit a of nice credit job. for how they've been playing. That's a nice job. Listen, I wore the same uh, shirt and hat to both games last weekend. I have two Philly shirts that I like, uh, but I said, I'm, I'm not going to switch this up. You know, I'm going to go. The ace came through on Friday. We'll wash the ace. You know, we have a washer and dryer. We can do that. It's not like I got to wear a dirty shirt. Same hat. You know, I had multiple hats to choose from, but I said, uh, I'm going to go with this weird flat brim one and just uh, make make it the one for the next game. So we're, we're in the ridiculous mode of playoff baseball now where you really can't change any of that stuff. All right. This has been awesome. Brad Rutter, thank you for joining me once again. This has been the Ringers Philly special. We'll have all kinds of stuff on the feed this week. I'll be doing post-game pods after every game. Solak and I will do an Eagles-Cowboys film breakdown. We're going to have some Sixer stuff uh, to this week. So make sure you continue to check out the feed. Send it to your friends. Download, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Thank you to Brad Rutter for joining me. We will be back tomorrow, hopefully discussing a Phillies game two win. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, 
a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. 